Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yes, it's Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here with Mr. Ron Williams. And we're coming to you today from London, England, where we found a cheerio little place to tell the show. Good afternoon, Ron. How are you? Yeah, I'm down under at the moment. Australians <laughs> <laughs> are funny because they have their own language, their own words. And one of my favorite ones is say, hey, look, Debbie, you're a nice enough girl. And that's how they, you know, and you're like, nice enough for what? You know, they said that to me. Look, you're a nice enough guy, Ron. <laughs> Thank you. Nice enough, we don't need to punch you in the head and kick you out of here. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, exactly. It's funny. You know, all around the world, everybody's got their own way of of speaking and being. And I'll tell you what, I love global travel, but I have a, I have a terrible problem, Ron. I love foreign languages. And I love to imitate the accents of all of them. <laughs> you did a you did an Asian one for me this morning that I thought was really really good. Can you do that one again? <laughs> something about some shoes or something. Right. <laughs> Here's the problem. The problem is I have to be really careful when I do them because I often do them when I'm with the people who have got that accent. And I'm, it's not like I'm making fun of them. It's just I'm picking up on it. But it really got it got me in trouble a few times. Comedy has no lines. Right now we're doing comedy. It's not about personal. It's not about bad intentions. <laughs> it's trying to make each other laugh. I mean, we get made fun of all the time as Americans. <laughs> right. The funniest one was, so I said to my mother when we were doing our, I tell you the story when we were doing the family uh, ancestry, the family tree. And by the way, friends, this is Dr. Deb Carlin and Ron Williams. So we're here for The Daily Show, where we're here to tell you about the news. And the news is about you and your well-being and your freedom. And and today, today's show is also about being upbeat and happy and celebrating life in the middle of all this cock-a-doodle-doo that's going on around us. And we want, we want this 2020-odd stressful year thus far, and we're long into it. My goodness, we're in the ninth month of the year at no let-up. So guess what? We are your let-up team. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is that we need to not write 2020 off yet. Let's make it a great ending. How's that? I love that. And I think that we are going to do that. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. When you look at our numbers and you look at your, you and me together on this show and everything that we're talking about, there's, there's a reach well over the top in, in millions. And, and, I'm, and I'm looking at that thinking, well, this is absolutely spectacular. We get people trying to call in. I'm not answering their calls. 
I'm not picking up the phone because I don't know. We don't have an engineer. We don't have a time delay. <clears throat> so I don't want anybody saying anything that, you know, maybe needs to be edited because I'm not editing. Then oh, I should hang up right now. <laughs> well, that is true. You probably should. But I don't. don't. You've met my daughter, Marin. Can you Marin. Come on in, Marin. Is she coming in there? Is she is she coming in? Go in the back seat behind me so you can peek your head in and say hi. Oh, yeah. This is daughter Marin. I, I love Marin. She has mentored me her whole life. It's unlocked, Marin. She's coming around the other way. Maybe she'll come sit in the front with you. She's going it's in the back. Thank you, stuff there. Good afternoon, darling Marin. Hi. We've met before. Yeah, I know. This is my. I call her my butterfly because she's never given me a bad day, and I know that sounds like a parent talking. No. But literally. And, Marin, do you remember when I met you before I said that that was what your daddy had said about you, that you had never once given him a, not only not a day, not a moment that wasn't joy coming straight from you? That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. And um, I think one of the stories I never told you was one time she was in my car. I told you the Halloween one, but I didn't tell you this one. She was in my car, and I was in a suit and tie, which is so not me. (laughs) And we came came up upon the traffic. And I was like, "Mm," my energy was kind of, and she says to me, Dad, I love traffic. And I'm like, And I'm like, well, and I get the energy to turn to her and say, well, honey, what do you like about traffic? And she says, everyone just becomes so peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) Your turn, no, your turn, no, your turn, no, your turn. So that's the when you look at it from the outside in, that's just everybody taking turns in a peaceful moment. So kind of cool. So Muran, am I saying your name right? It's Marin. Marin. A-R-O-N. Marin. 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 Did I do it right then? Marin. Thank you. So do you remember saying that to your dad, that you love traffic? Yeah. yeah. Tell me something else that you know that you can think of right off the top that you really love. Well, my dad. Ah. That's like, good. No, that's a good answer. I love that. What do you mean by that? She loves to dance. Oh, well. I love dance a lot. I do more hip-hop dances. So. That's great. Um, and, yeah, I guess I love my little sister, Gemma. Do, do you know what's really funny? Is I was sitting here and and dialing into you just on the camera here, I was thinking that that's exactly what you were going to say. I love that you said that. That's yeah, really I guess, special. I guess well, my dad is that he's a really good cook and that he's just he's really good at really anything. Oh, thank you. That's darling. Yeah, he's not good at everything. There's a lot of things he's... Well, you want to say hello and goodbye to everybody? Yeah, we're doing a show as well. Hi. Hi. Will you come back and visit us again? Yeah, I will. Uh-huh. Okay. All righty. So 
anything lingering on you? Because I got something lingering today we can talk about, but go ahead. Hang on a second. That that child is so precious. I mean, she just she puts tears in my eyes with her sweetness. She's so vulnerable. You know, for those of you who are watching, she's my special needs daughter who just, um, man, I can't even put into words her being. It's just, I would say your way of being is greater than what you know or say. Uh, she's not long on words. She's not the most intelligent person in the world, but her emotional IQ and her being are off the charts, like beyond comprehension. You know what, Ron, when you say special needs, uh, an, an immediate thing ran through me. <clears throat> special needs, and let's coin a new term today, special gives. Not gifts, special gives. Because what she gives you that you've related to me and what she just came in and gave to me, I, I'm telling you, I wasn't kidding. When I was sitting here and I was looking at her, and, and waiting for her to say the next thing, I knew that she would say her sister. Yeah, she's just, she is true blue heart, man. I can't even explain it. She has such an angel-like energy about her, a very celestial type of energy. Um, she just doesn't know how to be otherwise, you know. She's very uncomfortable with anything other than that. So it's, it's you know. Perfect not, it's perfect for yeah, you. It's perfect for you. There's not many places for her to fit in on earth, but clearly she wasn't designed for that perhaps maybe she was designed to be exactly who she is right now i can i can you know this sounds funny i don't mean this in an arrogant way but i can promise you that that's true that is absolutely true because her her energy you know none of us come into into the world and 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 uh, coincide with the people that we're with by accident there's a divine plan her energy, the way that you are so um, energetic and, 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 and huge thinking, thinking and all that, she is so grounding for you. She is so soulful for you. She's so poetic for you. Yeah, she is. You, you, you got it right. You know, a lot of people give me maybe undue credit because for certain things, I'm not saying for everything, but just for certain things or accomplishments or something. But I always look back and I go, if I were to root it, I would say it came first from a very strong single mother. And then where all of the finer points came was from her, Marin. I think the finest little details came through her because she kept me firmly on the ground, you know, barefooted in the dirt on the ground. I could have turned left or right so many times in my career. I could have taken shortcuts so many times. I was offered this job and this job, and they were all just kind of, you know, instant gratification type of uh, career uh, choices, and I chose out of all of them because none of them really resonated with the sustainable, tangible quality experience, and because of her, I always felt like I couldn't gamble with anything other than just quality because of her being in my life. I love that. That's great. All right. Well, you got my mojo. So you, you got something ambling up in you. What, what do you got? Come on, rip. So a friend of mine sends me this video, which I'll probably message it to you. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, several German doctors. Now, I've been to Germany many times, and they're very, as you know, they're very fact-oriented. They're matter-of-fact. They like the science. They don't like any 
frills around. I mean, look at the cars they make. I mean, they're serious, right? Everything has got to be black and white to them. Yep. These doctors get up and I guess they're heading up an organization of thousands of other doctors around the world. And they're saying that the coronavirus is nothing more than organized crime. And they go into it. And wow, is it impressive. Wow, is right. Say more. The way they talked about it, that it was just, they, they did kind of what, and I was kind of tickled because they took the position that I have taken. Um, and that is, this, these have been dress rehearsals every couple of years from, from a swiney bird to an, to the, from a, excuse me, from a bird to a swiney pig, you know, to a mad cow, to SARS, to this, to this. All these things every year, they're using these animals in their cast. And this year, it's a bat or a snake or whatever it happens to be, right? Right. I mean, if they haven't used the animal, just get ready. It'll use it. But this has been nothing but market research of how, how much they control. This is their view. So I'm just sharing with it. Yeah. Sure, I'm not going to impose it upon anybody here. But their view was these have all been rehearsals of how much they can control uh, in humanity. And um, that it was designed to camouflage other troubles that are going on around the world. And that, that's not literal. And there's no science to back what's being told to us, what's being imposed upon us. And they made it evidently clear. And I was very impressed with the way they languaged it. And they called it the, the, the crime of the century, what they referred to it wow. as. And it was nothing more than organized crime. Same <clears throat> faction involved at the root of all of it, that oh were involved in the swiney pig and the bird and you know the angry bird whatever it was, yeah know. it's the angry bird mad cow yeah the, mad the birds cow. Are, yeah the, the 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 birds aren't mad except in hitchcock's movie but the cows are mad the cows are very mad and remember how they show the cows convulsing and yeah, stuff back yeah. in the day they're doing the same thing with humans in this i mean it's just I the know. same they're, they're saying it's the same script it's, they even use the phrase it's like out of a movie script they're writing it and it's being done a certain way and the same people are at the base of the vaccinations, the same people are at the base of the creation. They tied them all together and they, they explained it in this. And it's about a 15 minute, uh, 20 minute presentation. And wow, it, it really moved me. Well, it made me really kind of think it through. Okay, so we really, uh, you need to send that to me. What needs to be on our channel on, on YouTube and, and, and have it all be um, collective in there. And here's the interesting thing, Ron, and, and this is something that will be very helpful for audiences. We're talking about it. The, um, the thing that people are talking about, you know, in, in face-to-face life, uh, Zoom calls, telephone calls, and um, uh, um, uh, social media is and i just got your message that you sent me the video thank you for that um so you can come back to camera anytime yeah i did the um the uh the thing that people are are talking about on all those other platforms is oh so do you think that this is a hoax i mean what about the people who end up really sick now, hang on a second. Here's what I've said, and tell me if the doctors back this up. What I've said from the beginning of this in January, when I saw people in China talking to each other through their 
windows outside, you know, screaming to each other when they were on lockdown. I'm okay. Are you okay? You know, did you see that? Did you see that footage when it all happened? Okay, well, what I started saying then is, you know, this is going to come to the United States. I'm not afraid of the germ, the biology of this. What I'm concerned about is the social psychology of this. So when people say, is this a hoax? I say, no, and neither is the flu. And neither is tuberculosis. And neither is cancer. But you know what? There is something nefarious in between all of those diseases the amount of money that goes into the research form and who the host is who receives them because there's no such thing as disease, dis-ease in a body and a mind that are comfortable. So it's, it's stress and it's open reception. And when people are washed into their brain, oh my God, where's my mask? Clean my hands, wash all the groceries before you bring them in the house, all of that. It is, let's see how obedient and submissive human beings can be because if we can get them to do that, by gosh, we can get them to do anything we say. Well, they, they corroborated with that. Yeah, what they said was that they, have, they didn't have any science or research that would support what's being thrown, forced upon us. They had none. And that they did have science and research saying that wearing a mask is unhealthy. Yep. And then they said... Trying to control the disease is a misfire. Controlling the fear is where we need to be. Thank you very much. That's what I've been saying all along. I mean, the idea, when I wear, I wear that littlest, thinnest paper mask, you know, light blue on the outside, white on the inside. I wear it for like a nanosecond. I put it right here. People, <laughs> people, people get angry with me. And I've had people, you know, say to me, well, you know, you got it on wrong. You got to pull it up under your, over your nose down under your chin, and I usually, I think I've told you this, I usually go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if they really hassle me, I take it all the way down. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, I wear it. You just might as well be blind, you know. <laughs> we're both such troublemakers. No, no, we're comedians. We're comedians. Well, one of us could direct traffic because I would be blind. <laughs> Well, oh, the air, the airflow. That's funny. Listen, this was really, this was kind of amusing. I went into a deli the other day. I was going to have a bagel and a coffee with a friend of mine. And I walked in and I had it on like this. And I was just going in there to look. And there was a table outside and just say, you know, I'll have this and this. And he said, okay. And I was going, and I went back outside. Well, this lady was very nervous with me. And I was being respectful. I mean, I, you know, I was wearing it. And she said, you don't have your mask on, right? And so, you know, I said, okay. <laughs> like I didn't understand English. And she looked at me and she said, you don't have your mask on, right? And so I took it down and I said, okay. And she <laughs> back up and I went to the back of the, to the room. And then I turned around and I realized that my friend had the order taken care of. So I went outside and I, and I wiped down the furniture because it was kind of raining out. And we sat outside, and he came outside, and he said, by the way, I just want you to know, that lady who was upset with you, she said to me, your wife, your wife is out of control. You need to do something to get her in control. And he looked at her, and he said to her, now he's telling me this. He goes, I can't do anything with her. I can't, I can't, I can't tell her to do anything. 
nothing. <laughs> I have no control over that woman. You have no idea. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I know you speak a little German. What would be fun is if you, you when they had said something, you just look at them in a foreign place and just start going off in German. That's what I'm gonna do. I'll go off in Russian. Dobrivian. I mean, it's a little wrong. And pull it down when I say it all like, like they're being friendly to me. <laughs> now, people are going to either love us or hate us for this. But let me tell you the deal, folks. If you're mad that we're mad about the mask, it is a face diaper. You are, first of all, breathing in your CO2 when you're supposed to breathe it out. Breathe in oxygen, breathe out CO2. Your body gets contaminated if you're not breathing fresh air. People were out running, riding their bicycles, walking outside, and they got this thing on. You know, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what the next wave is in 2021. Let me tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be the litigation of people who have gone and their lawyer has said, all the people who are sick from masking can now sue everybody for telling them that they had to wear it. And I've had people saying, it's the law. You must do this. You're breaking the law. It's not a law, friends. It can be an ordinance, but it's not a law. You know, I can just see the commercials now. Hi, this is Ron from Williams and Carlin. Did you wear a mask? You know, for the law firms, if you did, and, you know. We'd like you to call us because right. we understand that we, you wore that mask in good faith, not understanding that it was a face diaper, and you have been completely contaminated. Do you have face diaperitis? <laughs> they're they're going right. to give it a name. You watch. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be um, face diaper contamination. <laughs> Are you suffering from a septic face? You know, just <laughs> it does your mouth feel more foul all the way down? Now, here's what the kicker is going to be. It's going to be how far did it travel through your system? Is it just the outside of your face? Is it the back of your ears? Is it in your mouth? Did it go down into your throat? Do you feel it burning under your sternum? Did it go all the way down your esophagus into your belly? And it has it penetrated your body so that it is from entry to exit that you're uncomfortable? Because if you are, we'd like to talk to you. If you suffer from ED and you wore a mask in 2020. <laughs> all right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> and, well, and so here's the thing. Here's what breaks my heart is the people who have been isolated and incubated, and we've talked about this before, how heartbreaking it is what's been done to our seniors. I mean, if, it, if my mom and dad were alive, I, I'll tell you what, I would, have, I would have kidnapped them through a window to get them out of any facility that was holding them captive and brought them home with me. And I did it before they were in that situation anyway. If, you know, hospital, they fall down, they get hurt, they get put to a so-called rehab. No, it's a freaking nursing home. I'm bringing them home with me. Um, this is not about making fun of people who get sick. This is about being intolerant, and and our stress relief is to it is to add comedic relief to it. We love people. We have deep compassion for people, and that's why we're both so outraged at the sham of this. Excuse me. We've got people. First of all, people don't understand that ventilators, respirators, 
the breathing machines is an absolute science of pulmonology. And if you don't know the exactness of it, we've got people now who are walking around who have been overinflated and they're suffering the consequences of that. Uh, that from which do we know is the cure? We don't. What's the remedy for your, for your respiratory system, your lungs being overinflated? So, you know, people have been scared to death for unclear reasons other than, you know, we get these exposés from German physicians like what you're describing. I'm angry about it because we've got children who in their development need to see the whole face. Not, a, not, a, not all the whole world on a mask, but also when I see these news shows where the people, on the, uh, the teachers are being featured in their classrooms for having these great cameras, they're saying in the classroom they're wearing a big black mask. You know, hi, I'm your teacher. I'm your teacher. I'm here to teach you how to, you know, it's like, what are you being taught by a bandit? If you are a child of COVID and you suffer from facial expression, facial expression interpretation deficiency. Yeah. 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 I could see them giving that a name too. You're right. And it's probably for real, isn't it? It is. It actually really is for real because look, you go off, you go off camera for a minute to do something and I say okay you can come back on now because I want to read your face why are we on zoom instead of a phone because people want to see one another's face so we've already become experts by this age in nonverbal behavior interpretation but when you're a little child you need to see all this you're right because how do you how do you how do you develop some of your Intuitive skills. If you're not seeing people's expressions, or your is it is it you would know this better than me. Is it your emotional intelligence? What is it? Your visual intelligence. You know what it is is when when we're talking about nonverbal behavior. I'm glad that you asked that because I have read when I was in graduate school. I read everything about nonverbal behavior. I took not only a course in it, but then I just kept studying it, reading everything that was written that was you know uh, academic research. And, and here's the thing. It is so complete in, in integration of information of all of your senses. When you're watching somebody, you're doing it with your eyes. You're, you're, you're listening for their nonverbal expressions, that sigh, that clearing of the throat. You're watching. Oh, it's a sensory of some sort. Absolutely. Right? Sensory integration. And as a matter of fact, in PPD, pervasive personality disorder, and autistic-like things, disorders in that spectrum, we use a metronome as part of the therapies with people who are in that cluster of challenges because we want them to start to interpret ways that unconsciously and consciously they can bring in sensory information and start to integrate it in rhythm with the metronome, okay? Mm-hmm. So when you cut off a percentage of the stimulation, how are you going to learn how to do that? And, and by the way, we read, we read people's mouths. You know, we read their lips. We read the expression in this part of their face. We're missing a lot of information. It's just like when, you know, when you're talking to somebody and they got on a pair of dark sunglasses. That, that's a great example. Thank you. You just said it for me. That's how I needed to hear it. It's just awful. 
it's a form of poker. I mean, in poker, certain poker players wear sunglasses because they don't want the reveal. Exactly. There's no reveal. So it could teach our kids to be somewhat covert, you know? I mean, it could teach them that. It could, and it could also, it could also, and I think that this is even, uh, maybe even worse, it could put them into a position of, of fear. You know, it's like this is, sem- is sensory de- deprivation. So when everybody comes back from this, it's really like this. You know, to this, this is going to be sensory overload. Wow. Now, people are going to, by the way, people who are hearing us on Blog Talk Radio and just getting the audio of this, you're going to have to go to the YouTube channel and watch the visual of this because this is really important. That I'm really eager to see that video because, you know, the friends that I have in medicine who are talking about the issues of, of uh, the coronavirus and and the vaccine and the you know not so attractive plans for how they want to treat all that uh, you know are being threatened that their licenses are going to be taken away that they're going to suffer huge fines that they're going to be silenced you know and now who knows if it's true or not but you know one of the physicians in China who came out and talked originally about uh, this virus disappeared. Well, I, I also read, again, this is why we need to do our own research. I, I didn't do it all my research, but I also read an article this morning where there's a, a, a virologist from Hong Kong who is in the know of everything that went on from the ground floor right. saying that it was created by China with intent. I, um, I think she was on the news this morning. Yes, and she had to flee Hong Kong, and she's now somewhere in hiding, but she confirmed that, that she was on the base, like day one assembly or team or whatever you want to call it when this was created. Yes. Yes. And you know what, through history, Ron, and, and, and let's not, um, you know, terrorize our audience with all this, but the, the re- this is to free your mind because your freedom matters. You matter. Your well-being matters to us, and and this is what this show is about. This is what this platform is about. You need to be aware that if, if you know if, if we're gonna be if we're gonna be um, oh I think I think there's an event coming up. If it hadn't already taken place yesterday, there's an event that's being planned uh, nationally for a revolt against the mask. Um, and I and, and I just I kind of saw it fleetingly and didn't really pay enough attention to it, but. Um, if you're, I mean, I'm being obedient and I'm wearing this as I need to for the moment, but as soon as I'm, I'm by myself or I'm, I know, uh, you're being, you're being half obedient. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll take a half a cup of coffee. So, <laughs> so they, the, um, I think you should grow your mustache up over your lips so that you can, you know, they can tell you that you don't have to Oh, that is funny. My mask, my mask grew out of my face. <laughs> so um, we're, what we're saying is that you really need to honor the fact that nature is your friend, that you need to breathe the fresh air. When you're outside, for goodness sakes, 
take the mask off and breathe in the fresh air, get into the sun. The coronavirus does not like the sun. It does not like the heat. It does not like zinc. It does not like vitamin D, and it does not like warm liquids. And if you you come into contact with something and you drink warm liquids to rinse it down into your gut, it starts to melt that 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 lipid layer that surrounds the circumference of it, the fat, and it and and around the protein, <clears throat> rinses it down into your gut, and guess what? Your lovely stomach releases onto it hydrochloric acid and breaks it down. So, you know, think about that. Do the simple things, and this is not stupid. This is reality. I, you know, I use Zycam every day. I use the nasal swabs. And I and I swab my nose with Zycam every day. It's zinc. It's wonderful. I drink hot hot lemon water. I mean, I drink coffee, but I drink hot lemon water throughout the day. I drink as much water as I can possibly remember to drink. I'm out in the sun as much as I possibly can be. And I want to breathe in that fresh air, you know. Clean out your lungs. Get all the freshness in there. And by the way, if, you know, people say, well, you're going to feel different when someone who you love gets the coronavirus. I've had people who I love have the coronavirus. And it was like a bad case of the flu. And they went through it. They worked through it. They rested. They took care. They didn't, you know, get completely terrorized by it. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I had a terminal disease. I was diagnosed with a terminal disease when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. And, and I was newly married. And, and they thought at first that I had pneumonia. I mean, my breathing was very labored and very limited. And I, and I, and I knew, I was like, nah, I, you know, I had already studied what I had studied. And I knew it wasn't, there was no way that that's what we were talking about was pneumonia. So I was already living out just outside of St. Louis, came back up to Chicago, and went immediately to my uh, Chinese medicine physicians who I'd studied acupuncture with. And I said, here's what we're dealing with. And we partnered up with an internal medicine physician at the hospital I was born at grand hospital. And we did the traditional medicine testing and then the Eastern medicine evaluations. And they diagnosed me with sarcoidosis. And they said, you've got open lesions in your lungs. So every time I cleared my throat, I got a mouthful of blood. How gross is that? Mm. And it would travel from from organ to organ. And, you know, what I should do is get my house in order. And I was like, you know, I just got my house. (laughs) What do you mean get my house in order? Like, my, I'm going to go tell my husband, you know, toodaloo? No, I'm not doing that. And they wanted me to go through a lot of things. I said, no, no, you stay there. I'm doing this over here. So I had acupuncture every day. Chinese herbs, which, you know, let me tell you, they're not attractive. I accused them of putting bugs in some of it. It was disgusting. But guess what? I don't care how horrible a cup of tea is. And and within months, everything healed. And 10 months later, I mean, I was grand rounded. I was a case study. And I went back, you know, I'm in the hospital and they're grand rounding me. And I'm, you know, up there being presented as and this is what she had, and this was the whole thing, and here's the CAT scans and the x-rays and everything and the blood work and everything, verified the disease diagnosis, and then verified, guess what? No evidence of it. Wow. Okay, why? Because when they said say goodbye, I said no, I'm not saying goodbye. 
this is me. This is mind body medicine. I will live through this. I am not. I am not going to let the treatment be worse than the disorder. And the disorder I understood a lot about, newly married, things had happened, I was grieving. It was all kinds of things like that. And so respiratory stuff is in mind-body medicine a lot about grief. And I, I had to work through a lot of things and go through the treatments. But when you're terrified, you're not in your best mind, you're not thinking clearly, and, and every, every thought has got an emotion paired with it, you're releasing neurotransmitters into your body, you need to influence what you release into your body because you're either going to rip yourself down or help yourself replenish. Yeah, agreed. Well, that's a pretty amazing story. Good for you. The body's pretty amazing when you give it what it needs, huh? Yes. And isn't that what you and I are all about in terms of our career work? I mean, how many wellness initiatives, Ron Williams, have you been involved in or you have envisioned and founded and launched and done over the course of your life? It's funny because I went from a big company, I won't use names because I don't want to throw anything that way, but big company with lots of glitz and glamour and celebrity spokespersons and just really little regard with what went in the bottle. Yeah. You know? So I went yeah. from that to a company, both, both of these companies, by the way, became billion-dollar companies. The next one I went to was a company that had really crappy packaging, but they believed that you should be careful what you put on your skin or what you brush your teeth with or what you use as deodorant. And they were the pioneers of this uh, in the 90s saying, be careful what you put on your skin. Your skin is your largest breathing organ. Yeah. And many of synthetic chemicals that you're putting on your skin, the molecular size and weight are so small that it ends up in your bloodstream. So I felt privileged to learn that. That company also became a big one. Then I then I got recruited to be the uh, CEO of the largest essential oil company in the world. And boy, was that fun. Oh, my. About, learning about the essential oils. And, you know, I remember just not understanding it. It just kind of right. seemed foofy to me. But at the end of the day, if you think about it, essential oils are arguably the first medicine known to man, more precious than gold and more than silver. And then I went and said, well, man, how am I going to top that? Well, guess what? I I, I founded a company called the Brain Garden. So I can talk about that one. And the Brain Garden was um, raw food. If God made it, eat it. If man made it, leave it alone or eat it in moderation. And this is where I uncovered this, you know, the, the folk wisdom of why does a carrot, when you slice a carrot, look like an eye? Or yeah. why does a walnut replicate your brain? Or a tomato, when you cut it, looks just like the inside of a heart. And these, and this folk wisdom is very profound. And so from there, and then all of a sudden, I focused on the people. And I put, I put all the focus on the human beings because the greatest healer is the body. It's not the doctors. Right. It's not the assemblance of the doctors. Right. It's the body. So I started a company, ran it for 17 years. Man, I'm sounding really old right now. But, uh, <laughs> just on the people. And then, you know, most recently, the, the focus is on the people, but then add DNA to oh, the yeah. nutrition conversation yeah. where you're taking plant-based studied ingredients and then pairing it to one's unique DNA based on science, but, yes. but you're using plant-based yes. science. Yes. So that was kind of the, the pinnacle. Uh, lately, I've been researching energy. Yeah. You know, energetic medicine with the people. Yeah. So there's nowhere to go after this. So at least I don't think so. So uh, 
So really feel blessed that I've been involved in this thing. And so I've always, for those of you who are watching, I've never been the miracle supplement guy. I just don't believe in that. I believe that the body performs the miracles, but all the body needs is the raw material. So let's find good quality plant-based raw food, raw materials. And when you do that, watch out. The body will just do some amazing things. So the ignorant will ask what this product will do for their body. The wise will anticipate what their bodies will do with the product. Yeah, I love that. That's a great way to put it. You know, it's really interesting because people will say things to me since the time I was a teenager and became a nutritionist. Well, I just don't believe in vitamins and minerals. What do you mean you don't believe in them? Would you like me to show you them? I mean, would you know? Do you want to see them under a microscope? I mean, what do you want? What is? What do you mean you don't believe in them? Should okay. we go do a blood test? Yeah. Do we, <laughs> Right, exactly. Do you believe you have blood? What do you think is in there? So it's interesting the way that people will fuel their car and make sure that, you know, you got, well, why don't you just put some water in there? Because you need the gasoline. Why? Why don't you put Kool-Aid in there? I got some great Kool-Aid. I got some great iced tea. No, it needs this really, you know, high octane gas. Why? Because that's what it runs best on. Exactly. What do you run best on? Have another well, Twinkie. Well, take another step. Oh, but it needs brake fluid. Oh, you know what? Window wiper fluid. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm low on it. I'm stressed. You know, and on and on exactly. and on. Yeah. And it's funny how they'll be that way. It's funny. I went to a Jiffy Lube. Do you have Jiffy Lube out there? Oh, Jiffy Lube is at National. Yep. Okay. So you go to Jiffy Lube, and <laughs> after they do the diagnosis, sorry. They'll pull it up like an x-ray and say, well, you know, here, you're deficient. And it's like a blood panel test. And, you know, you're going, yes, I need it. And, and I'm like, hey, why don't we put this kind of care into our bodies? Holy it's just Exactly. So yes, give it a new air filter. You oh, know? please, right now. Because I can't breathe well either while it's like this. You know, um, one of the things that I that I think is so fascinating is that people get so, Wait, why did I lose you? Oh, you did? Hang on. Your volume is off. My volume is off? I didn't do anything. You, oh. Well, you went I away from the it, and then you, you came back. The charger off. Do you want me to put you in the you wait? You want me to put you in the waiting room, and then bring you back in? Hmm. Uh, there you are. You're back. I am. Well, how weird is that? I turned my charger on, the volume goes off. Okay. All right. I was going to put you in a timeout in the waiting room and then have you come back in. <laughs> but your phone keeps going off. Your video keeps going off. Do you know? I just got a 20% battery warning. That's why I did. I plugged in my charger. Oh, and when I plugged gosh. in my charger, you went off. So I just unplugged my charger. But I'm good. I still got 20%. Really? Okay. So, um,. We need to focus in on an exercise for people that I think is going to be really healthy for them. And here's what I've been thinking about. I want everybody, including you and me, and because this is, the year is 2020, I want everybody to write up a list of 20 things that they think are, um, hang on a second. 
Yeah, that's not it. Oh, here it is. America in 2020. Well, man, you know what you just triggered in me? You triggered a whole campaign. Hindsight is what? 2020. Don't fall victim to hindsight. We need to be present right now. Okay. Don't fall victim to hindsight. Don't fall victim to hindsight. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Make a difference now. That's great. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Make a difference now. And so here's here's the theme of this. The theme of this it's is... Election. It's an election year is my point. It is an election year. That is the point. So, you know, what we want you to do is put at the top of your page, America in 2020, your list of, and list 1 through 20, and put the issues and the solutions, your concerns and the solutions. Just on one line. Don't write a paragraph. And then at the bottom, your conclusions. I love that, and I would like to throw an addition to that. All right. I would for you and I to get on social media and change our. You know how you have your little page, your little picture. Yeah. It's in the bigger picture. Yeah. Everyone, change your picture to some graphic that maybe we can put out there. That's a flag that says hindsight is 2020. Don't fall victim to coulda, woulda, shoulda. Make a difference and vote now. You've got artists working amidst you. That would be a meme that we would have to come up with. And I don't have a meme. I don't have a meme ability. I mean, I've got the, I've got the like uh, apps, you know, but I, when I'm working on it, I, I get a little crabby. I got it. I'll get it as a picture and, and, and I'll just make sure that I somehow find a way to share it. That's the key is how people can access it or make it themselves or maybe copy, maybe copy it or something. I don't know. I'm not saying that's how you do it. You, you, you get it done. <laughs> All the tech people are going, he's really dumb. But go <laughs> you get it done and you put it as the background picture on your Facebook page. And then right. you've got your profile picture in the middle. Make sure that it is designed so that the profile picture fits in the middle without interrupting the words. Okay. Right. So like the words go around that circle. And then people can click on that profile, that, that background picture. And you also post that background picture as the first post saying, look at what I did. Copy this. Do a photo save and you can use this as your background picture. And then everybody does it. And we should do it immediately. I want us to do it right now. This is awesome. What if it went really viral? What if it went really viral? That is exactly what it ought to be. It's really viral right now. And what and we need to figure out the exact verbiage, you know. And, oh. it, and it's like we got to use some of our verbiage about, you know, your freedom matters, your life matters, your well-being matters. Something. God's children matter. That, that's it. Just oh, you know, link it more to God than than a color or anything. Yep. Just. Bring it where it deserves to be, and that is God's children matter, you know, and if we have neglected any of them, shame on us. 
Yes, I like that. That's right. But you know what? At some point in each one of our lives, we have each experienced the experience of being neglected. It's just a fact. And we don't we don't always mean to do it. I mean, sometimes people are ugly and they do mean to do it, but people don't always mean to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for me it's it's I'm sometimes slow and I know you don't think I'm slow, but I I have like when I hear concepts, they enter me very slowly. And a lot of people boom boom boom, I'm not that person. Now I have concepts that are teed up in my soul that I've spent hours and hours and hours percolating on, which makes me appear like I'm a fast thinker, but I'm not. I'm very slow. And I've always felt growing up that I was judged and neglected as a slow thinker or a slow this or a slow that. You know, slow slow minds matter. You know, that I mean, I mean <laughs> we all have that little thing when we look back at our lives, I wish people would have viewed me more realistically in this category where we felt neglected yeah. I think we can all tell that story but it's not good to camp on that I'm not saying that's the solution but I think we've all felt neglected and we don't like it yeah. so if we've neglected any of God's children and, you know then we need to raise awareness of that you know well I want to tell you the opposite of that so I right. was I was I was always regarded as a really fast thinker fast processor you know and in class in school I was that little girl when the teacher asked the question I was like I know I know. And, and, you know, I wouldn't, I would raise my hands like this. I was like, you know, shooting it up in the air. I mean, I would be up off my seat. I know the answer. And the teacher would call on me maybe once, maybe twice. But by the third time, they would ignore me. I was neglected for knowing the answer. And I was sitting right in the front of the room with the last name of Carlin. And they just, you know, it's like, why don't you call on me? Because, Debbie Carlin, other children deserve the opportunity to answer, too. And I thought, well. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, that's a problem I never had, but I could see how that would be. It really <laughs> hurt my feelings. It was like, you know, why? I mean, a kid is a kid. It doesn't matter what the reasonability is or isn't. And, they, you know, and then I was told when other kids are being mistreated, you know, Deb Carlin, why don't you go over there and help that that odd that odd child? You know, go over there and befriend that odd child. Okay. And after a while, I'd say, oh, really? Again? Huh. Well, I think that was a compliment to you, though. Well, it was, but you know, then I had to be, learn how as a little child to become the defender of another child. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't you grown-up people step in here? Yeah, you would have gone over. They would have sent you over to help me. <laughs> I wish we would have grown up together. <laughs> that we, could, been... we, could, we could razz each other. So oh, good. my God. You want to know what I got in trouble for the most? So I'm sitting in this old schoolhouse, two stories tall, very small, you know, if there was 100 kids in the school, it, I would be surprised. And this is in Chicago. And giant windows. I mean, like, you know, uh, you couldn't touch the ceilings. The ceilings were like 20 feet, you know, and long, those long metal poles with the nice schoolhouse globes on them, hardwood floors, desks that were, you know, uh, bolted to the floor. The old, 
you know, the old-fashioned school desk, right? And the windows were huge with big oak frames, wood, and 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 the and they and they were and they were double hung, and and the and the halfway point was up so high that there was a long rod that the teacher would use to unlock or unlock them, and then open the windows, let the fresh air in, and there were these big beautiful trees. So I was often like this in school, staring off, staring off, and then I would hear this Debbie Carlin. Deborah Carlin, Miss Carlin. Miss Carlin. Yeah, and and I and I would just kind of slowly come back, and I would be told, "What are you doing? The class is in here." And I thought, actually, it's out there, because I'm understanding it is I'm drifting out there. Mm. Yeah. So if you don't think I, you know, if anybody thinks I had a life of charm, think again. <laughs> I was I was harassed. I'll bet you were a bundle of energy growing up. I was a bundle of energy. Let me tell you one more story about being a bundle of energy. So, <laughs> so the youngest of three, I thought my family was a lot of fun. And I didn't really want to go to bed. And when I did go to bed, they had the bedroom and the crib set up pretty nice. But I remember being in my crib, and I figured out how to, how to it, was on, it was on wheels. And I remember it was on a on a hard service floor, and I could thrust my body against it, and I could move it across the room, and I could wedge it in the doorway, and then holler down the do- the hallway for people to come to me. <laughs> well, so my mother had a cousin who said, you know, there's these little springs that you can insert into the crib structure underneath the frame of the mattress, and It'll lull her to sleep. So they put them on. And they were called, they were called jumpers. And that's mm. exactly what I did. So they put them in there. They put me in there. And I went downstairs. <laughs> Wait, this gets really good. And here's what they hear. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> they come running upstairs. I'll never forget this. I mean, I was, I was like, you know, two, two and a half. And and they're they all run in the room and I am I am holding on to the side and I am jumping in my trampoline and they're like, What in the world did you do to us? What this child now she's completely out of control. But it was you know, it was actually it was fine other than, you know, the running the risk of the cracking the plaster downstairs. That the point Sorry. the point That's is my phone ringing. Is it your phone ringing? But the point of the, the point of the story is that everybody has their challenges. Now I make mine funny, but you know, I was discriminated against for being a jumper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think that's a great story. That was kind of home entertainment right there. Um, I should have told I, you in an accent. Yeah, I, I always had this crazy imagination. So if you remember those little those little uh, bed, you know, the bed, what is it? The mattresses, the little mattresses when we were little. Yeah. Do you remember outside they had those little ventilation? Yeah. Like, like a microphone. Hey, testing. Maybe <laughs> they just have a little space in them, you know? They're round. 
Yeah. So when I was in trouble, I had this aunt. Her name was Aunt Donna, and Aunt Donna loved me, okay? Nice. And I used to milk that all day long. And so when I'd get in trouble, I'd go to the side of the mattress and go, Aunt Donna, listen. (laughs) I would just have these conversations like, I know you can hear me. You know, because that was a microphone. It was kicking me out. And it's so funny. I got caught doing it after doing it like a hundred times. And that was fun up there. I had these long conversations. But uh, how clear was that? That was a form that's of something. Awesome. Did you under? Did you ever wonder why she didn't respond? <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, she did. You know, I don't know why, but she was hearing it loud and clear, and she had my back. And awesome. Like that. Yeah. That is fabulous. So, Ron, I'm going to send you a picture of this twenty things. And then you got to get your team on there to make it happen. We got to make it happen. Well, maybe we should um, maybe we should give it a whole theme, such as 2020 is the election year, and 2020 means a couple of things. It means perfect vision. 2020, oh. everything in detail. 2020 also means hindsight. Ouch, that's a painful thought right now. Yeah. What about what about the 20? Uh, the 20, uh, the, the 20 uh, points of equality, you know, and, and the things that you and I talked about on our last call a couple of days ago, uh, just maybe putting a theme together of 2020 and just getting it really, real, not robust, this is too much information, mm-hmm. but really refined. Uh, what I mean by robust is it's how powerful and potent and sharp it is, um, but it doesn't have to be long. It could just be right to the point. So that really the implications are being made loud and clear to the general populace uh, that, you know, we could be the first generation to lose our great country, let it slip through our fingers. And and we got to wake up right now. Something, you know, social media is a platform. In old times, it was horses. The British are coming. And now it's social media, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Well, Ron, this has been fabulous. I love every day that we're on the air. And by the way, yesterday when you were busy. I came in here and I did an episode for like 11 minutes. <laughs> and I said, okay, so I am here and here's what we're going to talk about. And uh, da, 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 and now, ta. <laughs> and we'll be well, back tomorrow. What's fun is how much you and I stimulate each other in terms of just opening conversation and doors to things that. Yes. And it seemed to be connected when we first started the conversation. Yeah. But, you know, again, and those of you who might be listening right now, just know that we don't in any way claim to have all the answers. We just love to have the dialogue. And maybe there's parts that you agree with. Maybe there's parts you relate to. Maybe there's parts you disagree with. And that's the beauty of our country. Please stand by your own convictions. That's what this is all about. 100%. All right, my friend. Peace out. Have fun with those girls of yours. I know you'll have a lovely evening, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good. Peace out. Bye now. Okay, bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.